I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I always wear a mask for my face, but never my personality. Ooh, I may have tested negative for COVID, but I'm positive I could fuck you up. <laughs> okay, now that is what I call Hollywood writing. You guys, it's Andy. 
Mummies Girls. It's episode 168, and I am so excited to welcome back a friend of AG and yours truly back on the People's People's Couch. She is the creator and writer of Keeping Up with the Continuity Errors, which you know I'm extremely obsessed with, uh, a Hollywood writer, most recently um, of Outmatched on Fox, a little bit of sitcom sass in the hizzy, which I'm extremely into, and of course, one of the hosts of the all-new Smith Sisters Live, which premiered this week on Radio Andy, the world premiere of my new favorite show. It is none other than motherfucking Mariah Smith. Mariah, Hello. how are you? It's so I, good to be back. Oh my God, it's so good to have you. So I have to say, we were thinking about recording again yeah. back at, I want to say like the beginning-ish of Corona. It was it? like it was the be- it was early on. It was early days, and what wonderful days those were. And yeah. so I'm so excited to have you back. First off, you're recording in L.A. Yes, I am. Here we are in sunny California. How is that going? How is you Los know, Angeles? It's great. It's been gloomy the past couple of days, which I sort of love a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's great here. No complaints. How's New York? Um, I don't entirely know. I think it's good. I can't go outside when it's super hot out because I have yeah. a neuro thing. Yeah. So I have literally, no joke, literally been in my apartment for two months. Because That's, I don't blame you. Right? It's like I would be in a normal world pre-corona. I would be taking like shared cars everywhere because I can't go on the subway because thanks to Blasio, it was always, always late. And there's obviously no AC. So it was like 100,000 degrees in the train station. So I would still be like living a good life, but I would have restrictions on myself in every day, whatever. So for people who have chronic yada, yada, it's very tricky to like keep mental health stuff on an even yep. keel because we're literally literally stuck inside with like not a lot going on and in a normal world that would kind of be okay except right. that when you because when you walk outside you know like there might be a little bit of a danger to like neuro stuff you just go back inside drink water chill whatever and then go back out yeah but with the entire world on fire it's like there's just so many additional dangers it's yeah it's rough tough stuff it's really it's difficult but i've heard from a lot of ags who are in similar positions too and the one thing that i keep telling myself is like you're staying inside First off, because of the heat, whatever. But you're also staying inside to stay safe. Exactly. So to it's stay like, safe yeah. and to protect others, because you never and to protect know. others, which is so like a like low number two for part. me. It's yeah. A <laughs> um, no, but it's a hundred. Of course, it's it's absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like that's the piece that our country is missing. In that's large the part. key piece that yeah. people are missing, and that's the key piece to the puzzle that's going to keep us inside for way longer. Yeah. And I I also just kind of thought like, okay, we were talking about like a first wave, then a likely second wave. We're still in yeah. the first wave. 
and I don't it's like it seems like it's getting worse for large parts right. of the country at least in New York we fucked up and then like sort of got our shit together so I think we have a better understanding of like what changes need to be made for the next round but yeah it's wild that we're like as a nation we're just we're just making we're not it getting worse there. for ourselves we're not and I don't know what will it's going to take, and as I've, I've said this, and I probably shouldn't say this so publicly, but I feel like it's going to take a big celebrity death due to COVID to get us whipped into shape. Do you think it's going to take, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be more uni- universal for people than just having conversations with people who are like so blind, willingly blind to this, right. and then waiting for them or a family member to get affected right. and essentially right. infected. Like, right. you watch these people with huge platforms who talk a lot of shit and about how stupid and fake and whatever this is, and then all of a sudden, you know, something happens to them or their family member, and they're like, oh, just kidding, um, stay safe, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, don't put yourself in the position that I did. And then it's like, okay, did anybody – just notice this huge left turn that this person made. Are we all pretending that like we just don't care? It's wild. It's so messed up. It's Looney Tunes. Um, And it's interesting. I mean, I've had a weird day because um, friend of the show, Dylan Hafer sent me uh, a screenshot of stuff, stuff that Liddy McLaughlin was saying on Instagram. Uh, what'd she say? She's such a, she's like the human face of being problematic, but she was just, she put up a couple posts that are like, guys, um, you know, I just think it's really important in this time that we all just understand, like, don't trust the mainstream media, like go with what? your gut, like free. Our country was founded Oh, my God. Let me look this up. Yeah, it's wild. I would look it up as well, but I've since blocked her because I commented on it and was like, sweetie pie, like, no. I mean, first off, Dylan actually commented and said, like, what are your thoughts on vaccines? Which I thought was the funniest thing that you could ever say. Whoa. Yeah. And I commented on, I think, the most recent post and said, essentially, freedom of thought isn't the issue during a pandemic. Wearing a mask is unless you're okay with killing a lot of people because of your own bullshit. Why not use your platform to encourage whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Lydia said in response to me, oh, look, it's like another troll, um, someone looking to start an argument. Um And I said, I'm not trolling. I'm actually nervous that people are going to die because of the argument being framed as freedom of expression versus those of us who are immunocompromised and scared. Do you know anyone that's died um, because of Corona? I do. And I'm really scared of being added to that list. Where in the Bible does it say that killing other people makes America great? Just like a little fun combo. Yeah, and why are you being so argumentative and disrespectful when folks who only know you from housewives are asking why you're using your following to make fun of people who are sick? And then it just kind of went downhill from there um, because several of her followers said, you know, like, the Bible says to, like, take a chill pill, so why aren't you? Yeah. Which, I don't know. I'm a Jew. We were raised differently. We were raised to really... Oh, um, my God. That that makes me livid. My blood is boiling. I just took a look at the post. And it's so, like... Mm -hmm. It's trying to be, like, I'm an open-minded person, and I want my open-mindedness to, you know, infiltrate the world. But it's such BS. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, 
you know, the world soothsayer Gretchen Rossi commented and was like, yes, of course, white people need to stay woke, which which she spelled walk, W-O-K, she's a genius. Um, It's just I posted like some of my responses and then I actually did have to block her because I was getting so angry at the number of people who are responding to my comment and other people's comments with like, shut the fuck up, you stupid troll, get off the page, whatever. And then you go to their Instagram bios and it's all like, I love Jesus, puppies, American flags. And it's just my thing is like, if you don't want to follow protocol, then do that and kill other yeah. people or yourself. Cool. Yeah. But why are you using your platform of hundred? I don't know how many followers she has. I'm going to guess hundreds of thousands of people. I forgot to look. Why are you using that to tell people to behave in the manner that you're doing? And P.S. Like I in my last comment, I think it was like something along the lines of like Shannon Bador just announced that she, yes, and, her she and her daughters got sick. And Shannon's sick. been all rip running around town. Pretending she's been following protocol, maskless, right. mask downs, close shoulder to shoulder selfies. Yeah. And so my response to Lydia was like, do you care about Shannon or her kids? Of which, unfortunately, Ooh. I didn't get a response by the time I. But it's there. It's like a two parter. One is there is this idea that a lot of people have of like, I'm staying safe. I'm quarantining. Cause I'm going out to dinner with my friends who are also quarantining. And then we're going to yeah. hug each other. And we're going to like um, spoon or whatever. And I'm quarantining with them. And then I'm going to go socially distance by going to somebody else's house and social. Di- there was somebody that did like a meme video situation of it, which was fantastic. Which if you haven't yep. seen on Instagram, I, I wish I could credit them. I forget who they were, but it's amazing. And it's like, and then I'm going to go quarantine and socially distance by going into someone else's house and like having dinner and sharing a drink with them and like using the same glass. And then after that, I'm going to go to social distance by like eating inside at a restaurant. And people just use this phrase because they think if I'm being social and I'm not being as social as I normally would be, then they're then doing I'm their following. part. Yeah. And they're not. And it's they're just completely, wild. they're making this harder for the rest of us. And right. making it last longer than it should. Like, we could be the Netherlands and have this eradicated within months if people just stayed at home. Stay at home. That's what it means. Stay at your house. Not someone else's house. Your house. And don't, like, hang out with folks. It's just so... Right. It's just... It's honestly so crazy to me how few people get this or the number of people who get it but grant themselves an exception. Like Shannon Bador, love of my life, we're in a really tricky relationship right now because Oof. I've talked shit about her for how long? Because she wore a mask that said six feet while posing like with, with her people arms around with her cast members while they're filming a show, regardless of whether they're that a made crew my or whatever. blood boil. Made and my blood boil. Right, and she's having these like social distance in quotes. Um, you know, key keys with people because she has people over to her house or she'll go, she'll, she would go over to someone else's house. And, you know, it, it's people take this whole six foot thing as like an excuse. Yeah. First off, you're not six feet away from the person that you're with. And P.S. You're just you're putting yourselves and other people in really dangerous positions. Then we find out this week that Shannon tested positive and, and those kids. And those kids and P.S. O.C. was 
had picked up filming. They were shooting again. So how many people had Shannon come into contact with, had her kids come into contact with, the crew come into contact with? Then they're filming a trip. They went on some sort of trip. I don't know how long it lasted. Shannon didn't go and Emily didn't go. And, you know, there was some blog, I think I referenced on the last episode, and again, apologies about credits, I want to say it's iRealHousewives.com that said that they didn't go because they tested positive, and this is essentially what happened. It's just, it, it makes me, I have several questions, I feel like. You know, I heard from several AGs after I posted that story a couple minutes ago before we started recording. And a lot of people, you know, were just as angry, just as upset. And they're like, listen, she's gaslighting you and anyone else that's commenting, like, don't participate in it. And I think there's it's like a strange path to navigate of like, do I call this person out? Because what they're doing is Because you want to stand your ground and make sure that you want to be have a teachable moment with them. And right. not be gaslit. Right. And they are not interested in participating in that. So yeah. Like, why am I wasting my time? It's just really. Jesus. It's really frustrating. And the show of it all is like, I just really think they need to throw this season of Orange County that they were recording in the trash and light it on fire and start Ooh. fresh when things are safe. Like, yeah. you started recording pre-corona. Corona happened. Kelly said a lot of very, very dangerous, disingenuous things. I'm sure there was some sort of discussion about whether or not she should get fired for that or what she said about Black Lives Matter. She was not fired or let go. She continued filming. Filming continued Black Lives Matter um, as the largest case of civil unrest our generation has ever experienced. Yeah. Began happen. I mean, it began years ago, but like in this way, in this climate, began and is of course ongoing kelly for whatever reason still has a job and then the show continued to film again so it's like if you're up against corona a deeply problematic cast member who for whatever reason you haven't fired and everything else and you now have cast members who are testing positive and who knows what kind <laughs> shut of it down put in. shut it shut down. it Just down it away i don't want to watch this i don't want to watch next season of orange county knowing what shannon was doing on instagram stories what kelly does on ig and in real life and everything yeah. else nobody on that show is not problematic in a way that I know will trigger me if i god forbid watched a single second of it it's just wild Oof. Oof. right isn't that crazy that it's rough stuff it's rough stuff and so how what has your experience been like watching these shows right now in the time that we're currently in that's a good question um it it definitely is sort of and i've never really experienced this feeling is an escape from my own reality and the realities of the actual world that's happening and it's easier to watch now because these things were filmed pre-corona pre the the resurgence of black lives matter protests Mm -hmm. that are actively happening daily um, and across the globe, they have it, it. It feels more like I'm watching something from another time that has no effect on what's happening now. That is what it feels like watching these shows now, even though I know that these some of the players are problematic in their own way. But I prefer to watch like a Potomac, a Beverly Hills, a New York, and Atlanta where I feel that the politics are more skewed in my favor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels a little less cringy to be a part of. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I also feel like there's too much going on in real life, the Lydia McLaughlin of it all, yeah. that I don't think I can watch those people on TV right now. Like there yeah. are certain casts that are just so harmful <laughs> for my own mental health that I just don't see watching that show being the same experience as it would have been a year ago, right. which is right. actually right. maybe a good thing. Like I'm being reintroduced really? to, yeah, I'm being reintroduced to who these people really are. And I yeah. maybe need to have a reckoning of my own of like, is this going to be escapist for me? Is there any chance of some of this stuff being entertaining or is it just going to be alienating or frustrating? Right. You know? Right. I mean, I feel like so many of us were so sad and upset when Potomac got pushed back because we just needed it. It was a heartbreak. We needed it. We yearned for it. We deserve it as a nation, as a people. Yep. And then it got pushed back. And now I'm thinking about it. And maybe it's because the premiere is right around the corner. But I'm so appreciative that for a span of time, Potomac is going to be the only Housewives franchise with new content on TV. I think that because it would have it, it. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And yep. it's going to be such a sweet reward and sweet yes. relief that I cannot 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 wait to be able to sit with it in the fall and not have it oh you know sort of overshadowed in the summer by some of the larger franchises because Potomac deserves its own shine right and I feel like there is a way to hold people up without pushing other people down and it's like I've given so much attention to Kelly and Orange County and I'm just so excited to sort of put that aside and just really focus on celebrating the best single best housewives franchise on tv it is so good i heard from someone earlier today who was like i just want to say i'm so sorry i just started watching it from the beginning it's so incredible and i said like you don't need to apologize you're watching it now just enjoy the experience and guys if you're not watching potomac like you truly no longer have an excuse whatever barrier shall we say (laughs) that was blocking that had you yeah put it down what could it be put it down Put it down. Put, like, knock down that wall. Yeah. Embrace Karen Huger. She is the Embrace Giselle Bryant. Those aren't, these are, these are icons, living icons among us who we have the privilege to interact with and who have graced us with their presence. There's no reason for us not to engage with whatever content they put out because it is that powerful and important. And I feel like we owe it to them. And we, if you love Housewives, obviously you're listening to this pod because you do. If you love Housewives, I actually sort of feel like you owe it to these women to watch it. Yeah. If you watch and you're like, oh, I don't like when this thing happened or I don't like this person. Great. Phenomenal. That's the Housewives experience. You got to watch and you can agree to disagree and whatever else. Yep. Form your own opinion. Form your own opinion. If you don't like a season, whatever. Yeah. The most important part of that is you watch first. You just watch First, everybody's going to take a step forward. Who knows? Maybe Potomac is the vaccine. I didn't say it. Oh, wait, I just did. Uh, yeah. Let's just see. Let's Who knows? <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. The, the science <laughs> is still out on that. We just got to wait and see. You never know. Lydia Don't count it out. Points. Lydia made some valid points. Yep. Freedom of 
bitch. We are experiencing Don't it count it out. Go on fuck video right now and say, listen, I am sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Lydia McLaughlin. Oh, my God. Maybe I'm Catholic. Who's to say? Um, okay, Mariah Smith, we have to talk about your new fucking brand spanking new show on Radio Andy oh because I tuned in. I fucking loved it. Can you give the listeners some background on how this came to be, your oh, yeah. relationship with your sisters, and the fact that we all get to experience it for an hour each week. So I used to work on Watch What Happens Live, uh, what I feel like now was many moons ago. Um, <laughs> I I worked on the show, worked for Andy, whom I love, who was the best boss, like hands down, that I've ever had. Um, and a couple of years ago, we started talking with him about doing a radio show with me and my sisters. Oh my God. Did you say a couple um, years ago? Yes. Yeah, so this was in 2018. And then finally we were able to record a demo in December of 2018. It went well. We wanted to go forward with it, but our schedules didn't allow for us to do it. Cause my one sister had moved to LA sort of part-time um and my other sister had a full-time job i had a full-time job so things just didn't quite work out um and then we recently revisited the idea of our show uh we all still love the idea i love working with my sisters i think it's the best job ever um and we all love pop culture we love entertainment we love the housewives we love bravo we love andy it was the perfect fit and the perfect time so it just happened and we are so thankful and grateful that people are enjoying it and that people are listening and it just premiered so we're recording this saturday it premiered yesterday yes um, and it's a live this, show it's a live show are you doing call-ins like what are you or is it the we trio might eventually itself? work in yeah, yeah, call-ins yeah. but since there are three of us and we're quite opinionated uh <laughs> <laughs> there allows a little time we did get a call in from andy yesterday so that was fun so you know you never wow. know what you're gonna get oh my god and it feels like a little bit of a charlie's angel situation <laughs> In the fact that you're all bringing something really dynamic and really specific. So, like, you can talk about, I mean, you can talk about anything, but, like, you talk yeah. about Kardashian stuff. Like, there's conversations about housewives. There's conversations about Bravo. There's conversations about pop culture in general. Yeah. I mean, you're hitting every step of the way. So, I think if someone is, like, a Kardashian super fan, they can listen. If someone is, like, a Bravo super fan, they can listen. Or if you're a sociopath like me and have <laughs> just like passions all over the place it is you like the mother load yeah you can tune in oh my it's god for everyone for it's generations for it's a, yes. it's amazing we love it that's awesome so i have to tell you i don't listen to housewife stuff because i'm afraid of it like seeping into my brain that's i don't listen to kardashian stuff either right i feel that right yeah right, right. But the Kardashian conversation that you were having was so interesting to me. And I wanted to get your thoughts, obviously, because you are the oh, expert gosh. on yeah. all things keeping up. And it's just been a wild week. Like, we had this scheduled, and then Kanye did what Kanye does. What do you think is going to end up happening there? So I think what's going to happen is that they will it will end in divorce that's the yeah. the ultimate uh mm -hmm. end game mm -hmm. for these two and i want to make it clear that his mental illness is bipolar disorder and his 
misogyny and his politics and his desire to be president are mutually exclusive. They're separate. Exactly. Right. right. Um, I don't believe that people should conflate the those ideals and ideas together because I think that you have to separate how people say, you know, separate the person from the art, separate the man mm-hmm. from the mental illness. There are he all of us are multifaceted, as is Kanye West. Um, and I think that Kim has a deep respect and love and holds him in high regard, uh, deep respect and love for Kanye and holds him in high regard. But I do think that she understands that their marriage has run its course. Um, mm-hmm. And this past, this sort of self-isolation and quarantine has highlighted the problems in their marriage that are mm-hmm. completely separate from anything that's happened in these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my main prayer is that this does not end with Kanye West winning the presidency and or causing uh, Trump to win the presidency with the right end votes. Concern. Right. Yeah. Which terrifies me to my core, and I can't, can't, can't wrap my little head around it. I just, it it makes me feel sick inside. And there's something to be, I agree with everything that you're saying. There's also something to be said for the fact that a lot of people are sort of blaming Kim for this. And, you know. Which is wild. Which is wild. You have to understand that this person is accountable and responsible for his own behavior. The one but that I would put on this is when he initially announced that he was running, which I think was on Twitter, she retweeted him with an American flag. flag. And I will never for the rest of my life understand why she did that. She knew it was a joke. She knew it was a problem. She has her the second or tenth chapter of her career. Against her better judgment, she always wants to stand by her man and support him, which I also we touched on this on the radio show. When she said her statement about Kanye she signed it, Kim Kardashian West. She will right. stand by him no matter what. And I think, even to the detriment of our society, that is what she will do. And if it seems plausible, she'll be right there with him. And that's just so crazy to me. But also, I've never been married. And also, I'm not Kim Kardashian. I just don't Yeah. Have, I just... It's so much easier for me to say this as an outsider who doesn't understand the pressures of their relationship celebrity and the fact that she has four kids with him. Right. I would just think, like, Kimberly, like, you're doing all of this stuff with criminal justice reform. Surely you understand what's at stake with uh, over a myriad of topics. Yeah. And we're pretending that, like, this is okay. It just, I don't know. That it, doesn't me, like, it, right. it, it doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. And this is a very strange um, pivot. But there was a moment on New York this week that I wanted to get your thoughts on just because I'm thinking about criminal justice reform as I do when I think about. (laughs) As we do. Yes. As we do. What's her middle name? I want to say it's Noelle. Noelle. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, So. You know, just turning a little bit from Kimberly Noel to the Countess, there was a scene on New York this week that sort of was like the only scene that mattered to me with New York. Ramona had a birthday. God bless. She has 50, 60, or 100 friends. Wonderful. Mazel tov. (laughs) But Countess Luann, I think by choice, I think because she was trying to get back to her charity work. I don't think it was like mandated by probation or anything else, which she was no longer on. Um decided to film at the Fortune Society here in New York City 
which is an organization that I believe I don't know a ton about it. I knew the name of the organization and essentially the mission statement of helping folks transition from being in like the prison pipeline back to society, life, work, helping them with housing, um, job opportunities. And I think it seems like a way for people to gather and talk about their experiences and essentially heal because right. these people have been harmed. Um, and so Lou shows up to give attention, which is great. God bless. Wonderful. They're on TV. People know about Fortune Society. Hopefully they got some uh, donations as a result yes. of this. And she listens to folks' experiences, and then she talks about her own. And <sighs> I just found her narrative to be slightly curious. And I it would is love slightly to hear your is putting it lightly. Just lightly. I just just, it, just, just the little the little crocodile tears that eked out of her face. I just her her comparing being in prison or jail for one night mm-hmm. as opposed to people who are in solitary confinement for 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. Is a shocking <laughs> comparison that only the countess could come up with. And Sonia mm-hmm. nodding her little head next to her being like, ah, yes, yes, yes. It was devastating in the wrong way. Yeah, I felt I totally agree, and I felt like, what did I feel like? I felt like she was a white woman in a room of primarily people of color. Yes. She's finding herself empathizing with these people's stories. Empathy is great. But the connection of her talking about her narrative and understanding their plight because she's been where they were I mean, as she herself said, she assaulted a police officer right. and was charged with three felonies. And <laughs> I'm spent, sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but yeah. No, it's funny. And spent a oh. day in jail, which was the day she was arrested. Yeah. She was able to then relapse and escape re uh, uh, a significant jail time by checking into Bethany Rehab and like doing whatever yep. else. I look at this woman. I kept waiting. I heard about it before I saw it because I never watched episodes live. I kept waiting for someone to help guide her in her confessionals of addressing literally anything relating anything to else. Black Lives Matter yeah. or the privilege yeah. that she has as a white woman. Yeah. And the f- fact that it's not even like the Touched sentence. upon. Right. The fact that it's like it became a, oh, I was only there for a day, but I understand like the shackle of it all. Me, the I'm fact that she like, mentioned shackles on your yeah. feet, which has, which is also such a symbolism of slavery, is so. It, 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 I don't want to say psychotic, but I do want to say psychotic. It's incredibly, at best, it's incredibly disingenuous. Yeah. It's incredibly disingenuous. And to think to yourself, you know, I've been where you were. Who knows what these people were charged with? She could have been the most violent among them, considering she herself admitted to assaulting a police right, officer when you right. talk about offenses. And the fact that as a white woman, you're listening to these people for 30 years. But she she survived going to court. She wasn't killed. She is a white she, woman. Yep. 
who intended and succeeded in assaulting a police officer. Oh, hey, it's Sprinkle the Puppy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who uh, was able to arrest her without incident murdering her yeah yep. like it's it's fascinating to me watching this which would have been an uncomfortable strange watch regardless but as we're talking about in the time of black lives matter with this enormous resurgence it's just so fascinating to me that i don't think she totally understands why what nope. she was saying was so wild nope. to watch she doesn't she doesn't like there is a piece missing like as Jen Anderson said about Brad Chip like there's a sensitivity chip that's missing, missing. yeah like yep. I just and I wonder who in that cat I don't know maybe she understands it now maybe she or her people are watching the reaction to it I think that a lot of people reacted in the same way that you and I did which was like what the fuck what's um, happening yeah what's happening and they haven't filmed the reunion yet my guess is that andy will in some way address it i hope so uh, i hope so and i hope that she kind of gets it i mean it's great that this organization was given a significant amount of time on this week's episode but the flip yeah. side of it is like just the awkwardness that i felt watching these people watch this woman cry and i don't have an issue with the tears i'm just like you really don't get it. Like you're in At a all. room, like talk about being in a room where it happens. Like you're in a room where these people are really trying to have a reckoning about these deeply harmful experiences that they've had. And we don't know anything about them individually or their cases. And she but thinks a spa day will fix it all. And then, you know what I was thinking? This is really terrible and I'm sure I'm wrong, but I was like, oh my God, I hope that spa day happened because a lot of people raised their hands and she's like, we'll have to do more than one. And the guy in charge was like, yeah, I hope it you was will. filmed. I, I hope it was pray filmed. to yeah. God it was filmed. It would be fascinating if it wasn't. Yeah. It would have to have been filmed. Wouldn't it have to have been filmed? Has I don't know. to. Has to. Um, I guess we have that to look forward to. I think this yeah. week, it's weird to me. This week was like, filled with sort of cringeworthy watches that I wasn't anticipating. Like really York, that was super awkward, but at least it was something to talk about on a season yeah. where it's just been like drunk in Michigas. And then I watched this season of Beverly Hills. Ooh, loved it. Okay. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. What was your experience watching it? What do you think? What, what side are you on? Denise V everyone else. I... Which is now Denise V, uh, you know, Brandy, what are your thoughts? I, uh, here's the thing. I, won, I I initially started that I was on the side of Denise because I think that the rest of the, the women are making a big issue out of this. Any woman, any parent would raise issue no matter who you are with you talking about threesomes within earshot of their children, I feel. Mm -hmm. Granted, I'm no one's parent. I well, we also... I just have sprinkles. I know, right? So, That's yes, actually, yes. Factually, yes, factually, I, that was the fault. I would never, be, I have to cover his little ears now. I never talk about threesomes in front of him. I, but I think that they are, it's a little bit, dare I say, they're thinking that Denise Richards can only have one lane. And that is to be openly sexual, have these sexual conversations and be this overtly sexual, sexualized woman, even in front of mm -hmm. her kids, even as a mother. And I think these women know that that is not the case at all. Because, like, if, if you think about Erica, 
She's Erica Girardi around her son. She's not Erica Jane. She's not how many fucks do I give? She's not it's expensive to be me around her kid. There are stark differences. So I am team Denise. But then you drag Brandy into the mix. And I'm team Brandy, which I never thought I'd say. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I Why? am. Let's unpack that. Let's have a real conversation. This is going to be a reckoning-style episode. Oh Let's un- How did that happen? How did that happen? How did that happen? I feel that what she said, there was no need for her to say any of this. So for her to go on record saying this, the rollaway bed, the details that she provided... Tell me that Denise has an ulterior motive that we're not seeing. And I think that that needs to be put on trial. What do you mean about alter- what, what, what kind of trial that would that be? That she wants to be seen as someone she is not for the cameras. And she's not willing to open up her life in a way that the rest of the women are. Even those who aren't full-time housewives like Brandy or even friends of like Brandy. Who are willing to open up their lives in a way that could draw a certain amount of criticism Denise wants to I believe Brandy and Denise wants to change her image and have a a false image of herself portrayed on the show as opposed to who she is in real life and I think who she is in real life is great have at it I don't care what you do but show that rather than you and your husband and your medical uh, (laughs) mystery tour yeah like that is that is BS to me. Okay, I hear you. And um, there are aspects of this that I agree with. I also think if she's trying to hide an aspect of her life, what better franchise to be on than Beverly Hills? Yeah. Dorit and Money for how many seasons? Erica yes. Jane and her husband, which we still don't get. We've met her son on Can Instagram Can I just say something time. real quick about Dorit? So I follow an account that has, like, stories about celebrities that people have encountered celebrities and someone Demois. sent in a D- Yes. To this account. Did you see that one about Dorit at Chanel? Tell the people. Tell the people. She was at Chanel and her credit card got denied for $13,000. This is at the height of the money drama with her and PK. And she had to call PK to try to get money and then ended up having to split the charges on multiple credit cards and pay the balance in cash, which I just, oh, that touched my soul. Badly, do you need that Chanel? Like, it's how not even badly do you need it? Shopping. Yeah, shopping. you can just put, just be like, can I put it on layaway? Can I put it on hold? Just something. Oh my god! Instead my, of going through all that, my biggest fear whenever I am out, even for like, even if I know that there's no way this is going to happen, is that my card yeah. gets, gets declined. Me it's too. just an inner. It's just the inner soulful broke of me. <laughs> I was at like, Trader Joe's happen. and I used a a um expired debit card that kept getting declined because I realized I put it in my wallet instead of my real one and I was mortified that was like the first time that's ever happened to me and I was like I don't know what to do this is horrible at Trader Joe's I was on my last day of a trip to Paris went into like their version of a bodega to get a fucking box of French ass tampons my card was declined. I had oh. to call Bank of America. And they're like, you stupid fucking American. And they kept doing it. And I was like, guys, like, this has to go through. If it doesn't go through, I guess I'm not going home, which isn't necessarily an issue. <laughs> exactly. You should have stayed. looking back, I should have yeah. stayed. And it turns out they hadn't plugged something in. 
so it was actually totally fine. And then I just took my fucking French tampax and was like, "Oh boy, yeah, Um, okay, wait. Getting back to yes, and great, uh, all things Dorit and yeah. God bless. She's having a fantastic season. I've never. I love been, her this season. I love her this season. She was shady about Kyle and watch what happens. I'm extremely yeah. down for it. I'm down for it. I'm down for PK. Message him the other day just to give him props. Um, it's great. It's great. Uh, but getting back to so the Brandy and Denise of it all. So do you think that they had some sort of sexual experience? Absolutely. Totally agree with you. Do you think that the re do you think that Kyle and um what's her face? I just literally forgot her name, Teddy Mellencamp. Um is it Groundhog Groundhog's Day? Because I think I see a shadow. Um do you think that they knew what Brandy was going to say in that scene before she said it? No. Do you? Okay. I don't trust anything that Kim Richards does. So when Ah. she walked into that room and she's like, I'm going to dinner with Brandy. I was like, there we go. And the fact that she said Brandy's in the car, you know, should I bring her in? And Brandy was already mic'd and had full TV hair and makeup on. I was but like, okay, here's the thing. obviously this was planned. Between the two of them, it was at least planned. I've seen people who have seen Brandy in the wild who has full TV hair and makeup on. She just is that way. And I also think my sister mentioned this on our radio show, Smith Sisters Live on Sirius <laughs> yes. XM Radio Andy Every Channel Friday. 102. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, <laughs> 8 a.m. Pacific. She said, as I as I agree, and she said, and I quote, no producer worth their salt would see Brandy on a property and not mic her, even right. if they didn't think she would go in. So I think if they saw Kim out, Kim knew she'd be on camera. Brandy knew maybe there's a possibility I'll be on camera. They knew, okay, at the very least, we're going to mic her in case she says something shady in the car while Kim's away. And we can use it as a funny tidbit. But I don't think it was as manufactured and planted as people are led to believe. Okay, I have a couple of follow-ups. One, Kim is telling everybody the results of her um, what biopsy. I don't even know yeah. what it was. When they were like looking at the breast cancer, uh, the, the tissue to make sure it didn't yeah. have any evidence of cancer, uh, the breast tissue. And everybody's like cheering and Kyle obviously is indicating that she already knew. Right. Of course. It's her sister. She knew before filming. She knew. How did Kyle not know that Kim was going to be shooting the TV show that Kim is guesting on for this little um, appearance and not know that Brandy would be with her? How do you, you, as Kim, find out, maybe it was that day, that you are, um, you do not have breast cancer, which is fabulous. You call your sister to tell her, I don't have breast cancer. Fabulous. They could, she confirms, I'm sure that she's coming over to film and doesn't also mention that Brandy's going to be in the car. I feel Kim could easily, that could slip her mind. Okay. Well, some things do. So I hear you there. Yeah. There is, I felt like there was the ability to have this conversation and have a different experience than what I had watching it because it felt like they were talking about the fact that Denise talks shit about her cast members. Yeah. Who doesn't? They all do. 
if you meet Teddy for an hour, how are you going to go about your life without talking shit for at least a minute? Right, right. There was obviously evidence that Denise uh, Denise had brand took Brandy in her confidences and vice versa. So right. there's that. Do I think that they had some sort of sexual relationship experience, whatever? I absolutely do. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But what took my breath away was the fact that for the first time for me as a viewer who knew about these rumors for many months, Brandy introduced the idea that consent wasn't given. And she repeated it several ways and the way that she shaped that narrative made me feel very uncomfortable first off yes brandy said that adrian um used a surrogate and the word surrogate never was never on anyone's lips during the entirety of that filming or the reunion so how on earth is it okay for brandy to introduce the idea that uh denise was exhibiting predatory behavior number one Number two, there is something that sort of went quasi viral about like a little clip of like what Brandy was saying during the episode of uh, there wasn't a room and like there wasn't a rollaway bed juxtaposed with the episode that she did for her podcast with Denise where she's talking about where she stayed at this hotel across the way, whatever. So there was that. Yeah. Um, there is a, a photo social media thing that has gone, I guess, quasi-viral from one of those um, Facebook, uh, like, housewives groups that shows a timestamp of BravoCon, the trip to Italy, and this filming, and it shows Brandy's social media where she's wearing the exact same outfit with the same hair and makeup, and she posted that on her social. Obviously, we didn't know she was, like, filming during that time. Right. Um, or filming this scene during that time. But she's wearing the exact same outfit and hair and makeup and whatever. And that photo was posted in real time the week after Italy. So okay. So I don't understand what is happening right now. So people are saying maybe this was recorded. Maybe Brandy did tell. Obviously, Brandy told these people because – they know now about this um, right. experience, situation, whatever that happened that comes out publicly in Italy. But did that, was that scene that we watched, was that really filmed before Italy or had she told them off camera or had she told them in another scene that for whatever reason they weren't able to either artistically, creatively or legally to show so they had these people film again those are great questions i think that brandy could have posted the selfie that's neither here nor there for me that to me is someone who had a photo saved it posted it later which many people do because even when i follow the kardashians and track what they do they post photos sometimes a month later than when they wore a certain outfit So I think that that is, we can't put too much weight on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I believe in the timeline of the episode for something, something is telling me in my gut that I believe in the timeline of the episode. I let's play that out. If I believe in the timeline of the episode, how on earth were they able to essentially get away with introducing into a conversation about this like quasi affair wasn't an affair? Did Aaron give whatever, whatever the relationship is, who knows 
that there was a question about whether or not Brandy was consenting for this sexual experience because the way that she was supplying the narrative around this story was not just that there was a an affair or not an affair or whatever, right. but the fact that she wasn't comfortable in the moment with what happened. And she's now telling these people and this camera crew about this experience. And it seems like the women are entirely removing that idea because it doesn't um, help their narrative, right. which is Denise is fake and here's why. I feel like the women are taking pieces of this which is human nature at the end of the day if you're trying to like respond to somebody and say they're full of shit and you have parts of it that you think help prove what you're saying god bless but because this is like such a tricky uncomfortable story that's being told the fact that it's now being used as like entertainment makes me genuinely uncomfortable that is and that's and that's that's regardless of whether or not I feel like they hooked up in some way, which I feel like they did. I also have a hard time listening to Brandy say anything because she's so untrustworthy. So I believe her in the sense that they had, that there was some sort of something, but I also think she has a vested interest in being on camera as well. Like Uh I need a drink of water. I feel really nervous. There were moments of this and the glimmer in Kim's eye where I was like, this doesn't feel real to me. Something about this feels forced. And that could just be Kim and Brandy deciding what it is that they were going to say. Like, I think that is more plausible. Yeah. Because Teddy and Kyle seem genuinely shook. Yeah, and I do like watching Kyle be surprised. I really yeah. do. There's something about her face in the moment yeah, when like, she's like dumbstruck. I love it. I could, I really, it's that's my great. Halloween costume. It's great. Um, and also Teddy was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just, Teddy and Dove. <laughs> Teddy and Dove. It just sets up this the next couple episodes where this comes out where Teddy decides to use this. It's like, as soon as they land in Italy, for some reason, yeah. the, plane, the flight wasn't recorded. They land in Italy. She's saying this shit to Rena, And then they all essentially decide that this is going to be the weapon that they use. It's just, it feels like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the fact that Denise is, you feel like she, this is the bi- biggest example of her being fake? Is it because of her sexuality and specific right. sexual experiences that understandably, understandably she'd want to keep private? Is it because you're pissed because someone is telling you that she was talking shit about you? Which, guys, you're not friends. Like, why is that surprising? Like, why are you shocked? Yeah. Why are you shocked? You do the same thing about her in all of these scenes that recorded that she's not yeah. present in. So how is this any different? I just... And then it's the aspect of, okay, Brandy wasn't invited to the reunion. Rinna said a lot of stuff publicly about how pissed she was. Andy responded and was essentially like, she wasn't there, but she'll be some part of it in some way. Yeah. And I just think, was she not there? And Rinna has said that there were cease and desist letters served or whatever. Who knows if that's true? Because, again, trust your source. But I just keep circling back to the idea that, like, if – Denise is saying, as she does in clips that we've seen for the rest of the season, like, bravo, bravo, bravo. I don't want aspects of things shown on camera. If you show this, I won't be participating in the show. I wonder what Denise knew. Denise obviously knows at at some point that um, Brandy is saying that they had a night of whatever. Right. 
does Denise ever find out? Do we ever see it recorded where Denise finds out that Brandy is also saying that there were there was a gray area of consent that she is upset about and I not happy with? I feel that that's what she finds out in Italy. That it's not just that there was a night of passion, but right. that there are questions that it's around just, it. That, it, that there's also questions around consent. To me, that would be more of her get, getting, wanting to not be on camera rather than the night that they shared, whether, whatever they did. I feel like that would be the more harmful uh, accusation rather than, oh, I slept with Brandy. It's so fascinating that Adrian, I mean, Lord knows what bajillion dollar attorney she had backing her. Yeah. You couldn't even use the word surrogacy on camera. And Brandy is talking about obviously something that people are interested in this affair, but with other stuff that's incredibly defamatory, yep. genuinely yep. defamatory, and it's being allowed. And people are asking, was this produced in the moment? You know, like I just don't. Yeah. It's wild. And then you have Rinna IRL saying, like, how fucking dare Denise not allow Brandy to talk at the reunion? You know this stuff is happening. You watch these episodes to prepare for the reunion. You saw them in advance before they've been released publicly. Right. How do you watch those scenes and not understand someone's reticence to having their accuser be given camera time when they're also saying this isn't just about a potential affair? This is about consent i mean i can't yep. keep, not you know i just have yep. to keep using that word because that's just what i watch the entire time it yeah. just is so wild to me it makes me frustrated with the other women for not understanding how significant what brandy said was right 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 it's not just the juicy details it's oh there's a larger conversation that is at play right and if teddy didn't say that to rena I get yeah. that Rina wouldn't have known that aspect of it in the moment. If Teddy, but Teddy and Kyle both did. They're responsible for how they represented what Brandy said. But I think everybody's responsible now because you've seen these apps. Like, right. you saw them the well in advance. You've seen the footage because the, and also because the reunion was filmed so much earlier than it normally is. It's yeah. like people wonder if Denise is coming back next, next season. Why on earth would she? I still feel like she will. I would love it. The Washington Post did a feature on her this week. Yeah. It's fucking great. I die for Denise. I just feel like, oh, my God, you know, how many episodes have been rife with drama around the idea that Denise is trying to gaslight these women and say that she's a better parent because she doesn't want them talking about, like, fucking in front of her kids. Right. Meanwhile, you guys are present in these conversations where she is being called a predator like, what's worse of the two? Like, you guys have created this thing, right? Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it's real. Denise is telling you her intention wasn't that way. And now you guys are, like, very clearly <laughs> trying yes. 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 to say some stuff about her that is far, far worse than what you think Denise was doing. And it's obvious what they're doing. Yes. I don't know. Oh, it is a tricky situation. And it is messy. It's messy. It's like wild to me. It's actually. It's wild. And then if we're going to have a full circle conversation about housewives being morons on Instagram, Lisa Rinna Uh. yesterday posted a story 
that said because she's been making jokes about all this having again i can't say this enough seeing these episodes where brandy is talking about a lack of consent she's posting stories like uh you know rinna and um uh, sorry, she's Rena's posting these stories of like Denise and Brandy should get a spinoff. What should it be called? And then the next story is like Scissor Sisters. She's making. She is too high up on this horse of hers and thinks that she is invincible in that because she is a quote unquote ally that she is somehow in the queer game and she is not. And she needs to take a step back, take a seat look herself in the mirror and realize who she actually is, a straight cisgendered woman who's making jokes that are so out of pocket and offensive that they have no place in this world. People responded to her pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, directly. She then made a light of made light of that by posting a photo of Scissor Sisters, the group, oh. as well as a Wikipedia of it, which is like saying like this is what i was saying but we you're making a joke about the uh, like, experience between two women and then you're saying it's why are you why are you talking about the band it's like right. it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and then she posted more on top of that so she'll make these stupid posts she'll delete one aspect but not the others and then she'll double down which is so deeply funny to me it's wild to me and it feels like a heightened version of like the Erica Jane of it all where you have yeah. a good first season. So everyone thinks that you're the queen and then you decided like there's no humor behind this. I am in fact the queen. What Rinna is doing is responding to the fact that maybe she won in like the Rinna versus LVP of it all. Cause Lisa's no longer on the sh uh, Lisa Vanderpump's no longer on the yeah. show, but she's taking the fact that people have expressed support or, um, enjoyment of her experience on Beverly Hills and she's doing the absolute most and has at, and is making fun of those same fans who supported her who are saying you've crossed a line like it's she's I, out of her mind she's out of her mind and it's wild to me the number of people that I know that are supportive of Rinna who didn't say a thing like who didn't say Man. a thing which is like then how do you call out other housewives if you're not holding yeah. yourself and your friends to account? It's just so interesting to me. It's wild. <sighs> I wonder if Andy will discuss it. I mean, he's brought up. Um, I hope. Obviously, I hope. And I hope that it's like similar to what he said on Atlanta. Maybe the worst thing that Kenya's ever done when Kenya was making these very weird gay shaming jokes yeah. about. um Chris, um, what the fuck's her name? Uh, husband, um, oh my god, I just forgot her name. Ooh. Uh, housewife, um, what's her name on the show that's famous? Uh, The Facts of Life. Oh, uh, what the Kim, fuck's her name? Uh, Fields. Fields. So, when Kenya was saying all this shit about how people call him Chrissy or whatever else, yeah. and the women are laughing, and they're taking light of it, and they're chuckling, and Andy stops at reunion and is essentially like, what you're doing is inappropriate. It's not okay. And the women on stage are so shocked that he really held them accountable and was saying that as a gay man where it's like, you're making a joke, but you're not in the club. Like you exactly. don't have the permission slip in which to say this. And also what you're doing is incredibly damaging and harmful to gay people. Exactly. And it's just, I could see that reckoning happening with Rinna, except that they had already filmed the reunion. So it's not going to happen in the same way, but I yeah. really, 
I really genuinely hope it happens um, the next time she's on Watch What Happens because maybe she'll listen if the fans, if she's not listening to the fans, maybe she'll listen to her boss. And I did get a little satchel about satchel of gold about this from Eva in Key, New Hampshire, who says the housewives love to treat gay men as accessories and call it allyship, then turn around and treat female queerness as something to be accused of. Yeah, I thought was incredibly yes. powerful and true and real it's just so it's crazy to me it's like actually it's just gross it is disgusting and it shows their true colors it does and I also feel like this sets up I've just been really grossed out by Rena's behavior and the fact that she's so easily threw in the towel and turned on Denise so quickly and she is seeming to take she's she seems to be taking so much joy out of um harming her on social media and coming for her in a way that's really nasty and gross and it opens up the door to like i would love to see a season where people turn on rinna where she's really actually the villain the villain because isn't she she seems to be the villain irl so why aren't we seeing that on our tv screen and i think the undoing of rinna if they did some sort of cast reshuffle next season it seems like we're all primed for this to happen we that just need someone great to call her television. out. It could be yeah. great. We just need someone to call her out who the women yeah. aren't already interested in burying. And I don't know that there's anybody in that cast who's up for it. I It hasn't happened yet. But I think she's changed a lot. And that could right. work to our benefit with like right. some solid conflict mishigas. But it's going to require someone to really, truly take like, her to task take her to task because it's time like it's yeah. it is a hundred percent that time man wouldn't it be great i'm here for it i would love that i'd love to see it even i i would truly love to see it it could be as great as lvp in my opinion as that takedown i think it could be better Woo! yes I mean, because Rinna's going to fight back. Rinna's not going to try to pretend to play the victim. She's Rinna's not going to gonna... stick Harry Hamlin on people. She's going to try to go hard. She's going to go hard in the way that is sort of necessary. And she's done this to herself. Like, what has she even given us this season? Yeah. Her kids? We've already experienced this again. Well, like, her kids are being so much more emotionally vulnerable yeah. than she has maybe ever except what when do she's you talking, think of ta- talked about her like sister stuff yeah yeah. what do you think of amelia uh amelia is she amelia what's amelia her middle gray? name no, amelia wait. gray yeah saying she was forced to be on the show and then taking that back yeah i think her mom quickly called her see her mom does yeah. um hold somebody accountable when they say something yeah. on social media that's being misrepresented yeah um i think her mom has done a really great job in the last couple seasons of using her kid's story and trauma for storyline. Yes. And I'm not necessarily against that if her kids are adults and, you know, there's an 18-year-old on camera talking about her eating disorder or whatever when you're uh, in a position where you can really make that decision legally for yourself. Right. Um, You know, I think Amelia, even if she honestly miscommunicated who knows there is something to be said for the fact that these kids obviously when you're signing up for this show you're signing up your family for this show the difference between Rinna's family and a lot of other people's family is that the story the spotlight has been on her kids their choices their health concerns whatever else in a way that 
Rinna's own personal life has has been mm-hmm. not like Rinna's experience mm-hmm. on these shows has always been her storyline has always been about like reacting to other people talking yes. about other people reacting to other people getting in trouble with other people about things she said about somebody else it we've never gotten an inside look into Harry Hamlin we've never gotten an inside look into her marriage she's sort of used her kids as a little bit of a shield and listen, she's a mother. Having kids is a huge part of her life. And seeing that is fine. But we need to right. see other aspects of it as well. And when your child is like, I didn't even want to do this. I think what she was probably saying was like, your, your you know, commenters are saying, I'm just talking about eating disorder, anxiety stuff for camera time. Little do you know, I like don't even want to be on camera. I get what she's saying in the sense of like, I'm trying to use this platform for good. I don't need reality TV in the way that like my mom does or somebody else does. It's not as interesting to me. That's something that I could understand with and empathize with. But I do think they're unrelated to what Amelia is talking about. There is a concern that I have about the fact that Rinna seems very, very invested in Denise being quote unquote honest and other people not being truthful. And it's like, sweetie, she doesn't hold herself to the same standard. She doesn't hold herself to the same standard. And maybe the next time, instead of dancing in front of your phone, you pick up a mirror instead. Like, Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yep. a performance of all of this. Yeah. Performing the act of allyship while doing stuff that's incredibly counterproductive to that idea. Rena talks about honesty and owning it and owning it, and she won't do the bare minimum in her personal life to do the same. It's it's not great, and maybe that is the undoing storyline right. narrative that we'll see. There's nobody who's really countering her which I think is the problem because she is such an alpha which is great and she is so assertive which is great the flip side of that is like that's the conflict I want to see that's the tension it's not Mm -hmm. when Rinna's refocusing all of the energy against someone else because of stuff that she can't even say yeah you know that she's combating in some way I don't know if that makes any sense that does that does it's just it's it's sort of like little little bit of a fire underneath me of like yeah. oh that could be a really interesting path to go down I just don't know we might not have met the person yet who will um, hold her to account challenge back, her yeah who will challenge her and and be a good enough successful challenger that Rena won't be able to force the other women to align with her yeah yeah that'll be great TV it'll be great that'll TV. be great. I'm also curious what the fuck happens on the finale. Brandy keeps referencing the truth will come out on the finale. Then Denise put something up about the truth or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Garcelle put love of my life, put something up about, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them, which God bless one of my favorite quotes of all time. (laughs) Um, I'm just curious, like what's going to happen in the, what's, what is the shocking thing that's going to happen in like the next couple episodes? Cause I don't know. What I can't it could pinpoint be. it. I don't, I have no idea what it could be, but I'm excited to see what it is. Um, and speaking of that excitement, so what do you think about Garcelle, her time on the show? I think that she could be story? better utilized. I feel like she mm-hmm. could be better utilized and that she's trying to give us a little, snippet of her life but I feel like the people are afraid to give too much drama or to to involve her in too much drama because she's a black woman and they don't want to feel like they're attacking a black woman on camera 
And I feel like we're not giving her the same due and respect we would a white housewife on a main, a mainly white housewife cast. Do you think that's something that the cast members are doing or that production is? I think guiding? it's both. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. What do you think about the amount of time that she spent with the women versus, I don't know. A Sutton or something. Obviously, Garcelle has so much more going on. She's she travels like a lot. Jobs, right? Yeah. Um, and I do think. Why isn't Sutton a full time housewife now? Because her ex husband decided not to allow her kids to be on camera, and for some godforsaken reason, production decided that that meant that she should be considered a friend of instead of what everyone around her was considering her when she was filming, which was a yeah. full-time housewife. It makes yeah. actually no sense to me because she's still so involved in plot that it's wild it that she's is not wild. full-time. Yeah, it's wild. It was such a bad move. I think she's great. I'd love to. She doesn't need her kids. Yeah. Like, hello, yeah. Rena, wake up. Like, be more like you're the person that you call a friend. Like, Sutton, Sutton's great, Um, and I don't need to see her parenting in order to, right. you know, understand that. I but I do think Garcelle is an excellent addition. I think Sutton's an excellent addition, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how both of them, especially Garcelle, how they grow over the course of a couple of seasons. Wait a second, Garcelle is obviously Team Denise, regardless yes. of what happens with Denise coming back next season. Why couldn't Garcelle be the one to take on Rena? Wouldn't that? I be feel great? like she doesn't know enough. I think she's learning quite a bit right now. She's, I think she's probably seeing Rinna in a light that she hadn't before and Rinna in a light of what Rinna is willing to do to manipulate story or plot to like bury and shame someone. I think Garcelle could be that person because my guess is we haven't seen that. She hasn't, the conflict hasn't been shifted around or against her, but my guess is that Garcelle shoots to kill in a way that is much more successful and strong and intelligent than Rinna ever could. Like Rinna's loud, but she's not necessarily smart. She's not, she's not thinking the long-term game. And I think that Garcelle, because she's like, so it's like, because she's so human, she's so obviously empathetic to people. She's funny. She's charming. She's like naturally charismatic. She would be able to do it in such a way that I don't think she would lose fan support. Right. I think it would just make Rinna look twice as bad. Which would be great. Which would be great. Garcelle, if you are listening, I love you. Do it. I'm I'm so excited to see Coming to America 2, which P.S. When is that? Is that happening? Or I have finish? no idea. I have, I no, have idea. no idea. How many years in the making? 30 years? 20 years? 25 years? 27 years? I don't know. Very into it. She was fantastic casting. Would love to see her even more next season. I don't think yes. she's going anywhere. I, I think pray she's not. Stay. Would love it. Would love. Um, I have loved this Kiki with you, Mariah Smith. Oh, Can thank you tell, you. tell the people how to keep up with all <laughs> things you. And obviously, guys, if you're not listening to the already I will say wildly successful new show Thank on Radio you. Andy you need to listen because holy the three of you together it's just honestly sublime so tell Thank the folks you. how to get in your grill so you can follow me on Twitter at, at Mariah M-R-I-A-H follow me on Instagram at Mariah 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 
or listen to and listen to Radio Andy on Sirius XM Channel 102 for Smith Sisters Live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, every Friday. Every Friday, and you know uh, Radio Andy has that wonderful little catalog library situation. Yep. So if you can't listen live, you can always dip in. You can listen yep. late at night. You could listen to the premiere episode as soon as you are done listening, listening to, this to this very podcast. one. Look how that works out. Look at oh God. God. Look at God. Um, you are such a pleasure. I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with your living room, I which love I'm staring you. at. Um, this was... So wonderful. I need to have you back before the end of Beverly Hills because I just want us to like revisit. I'm very open to what you've said about Brandy. I hear (laughs) you. I don't agree with you, but unlike Rinna, I'm like taking in information and processing it. And I just think we just need to have like a little update conversation. We should have a Kiki. An end of season Kiki. An end of season Kiki. I'm here for I'm here for you. Guys, if you're not um, following uh, me on Instagram, which I know you're not, what are you waiting for? At Dame Galley on IG, join the Andy's Girls Kiki, the first ever Zoom Andy's Girls Kiki, which is exclusive only to OG of the AG Patreon, Patron, Tequila, um, Cocktail People, etc., yada, yada, um, on patreon.com slash Andy's Girls, exclusive Zoom opportunity Look at with yours that. truly. I will more than likely be wearing the robe that I'm wearing as we record. So you have that $29.95 Target situation to look forward to. Um, This was such a pleasure, such a delight. Obsessed with you. Obsessed with Sprinkle the pup who I need to see on social more frequently. Thank you so much. Oh, wait. Sprinkle has Sprinkle's own Instagram page. What's Sprinkle's handle? Yes, it's at Sprinky Pink. Uh, You can follow him. He's the mini poodle. He's the cutest little dog in the land, and you know uh, he's excited to see you. I'm excited to see him. I bet he shows more of his life than Rinna shows of hers. He so probably does. He could maybe take over for her if she Sprinkles runs out. would be great. If she runs out of stuff for Amelia to talk about, I look forward to that. I'm obsessed with you. Can't wait to kiki with you again soon. Uh, yes. Die for you, and die for all of you. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Sweet God above or below, whatever you believe. Uh, wear a mask, stay safe, social distance, take care of yourself, aka me, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Uh, bye-bye!